Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 122 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. For over two decades, Erica has been helping business owners and service providers maximize their time and enhance their circle of influence to find, connect, and convert more of their ideal clients. We talk about listening to your customer and understanding what they want. Erica schools us on branding and why getting attention matters. All right, let's dig in. All right, Erica, can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Perfect. First of all, let me say thank you for sitting down and chatting with me. I know we talked a little bit before we hit record here, how it's nice and steamy down in sunny Florida, (laughs) and it's not so much here in Wisconsin, so... I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on which one is better at this point. (laughs) I think I'm liking your weather a little bit better than mine about now because my husband and I were just calculating, I think for the last six months, since April, we're recording this in October, for the last six months, it has been over 92. So (laughs) essentially every day, except for four days, I believe. So I am ready for some cooler weather for sure. I officially retract everything I just said. I don't, (laughs) yeah, I don't need the 90 plus. (laughs) So I always like to say thank you for taking the time out because I understand as a professional busy entrepreneur that there's a ton of things that you could be doing, but you decided to spend some time with us. So I always like to say thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I'm super stoked to be here tonight. The other thing I always like to ask right off the bat is for you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, (laughs) or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. All right. Well, I will do my best to keep this light and entertaining. I actually, as you alluded to, I live in the Southwest Florida area, but my roots are stemmed in the Midwest. So I'm actually originally from Illinois. And when I lived in Illinois, obviously, I started my career path in Illinois, in the retail space. I was actually on the trajectory of working my way through the corporate retail world. And 2005, I moved from my home in the Midwest. I mean, everything I knew 
I moved from there, moved to Southwest Florida and was like, what am I going to do now? The position I had in Illinois was not transferable in Florida. And I later found out about six months later, that company that I was with at the time, Victoria's Secret Companies, actually eliminated my position throughout the nation. So, you know, it was just about our time before I was literally going to be looking for a new job anyway. And so when I moved to Southwest Florida in 2005, I decided, you know what, I'm going to make the best of my new move. And this is probably a new sign for me to switch career paths. And that really built the foundation for where my business is today. I actually, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit in terms of branding and positioning, but all of those elements of going out there, looking for a new job, getting to build relationships with service providers and people that were not necessarily looking at me as somebody that was going to run the retail establishment, but somebody that was actually going to be taking a professional service, something that was really intangible and trying to make it tangible, trying to make it relatable to clients. And that's where my career started in Southwest Florida. And again, we'll probably chat a little bit about where that all kind of led me to where I'm at today. But that's just a a brief synopsis of (laughs) maybe my life in a nutshell as it relates to my career. See, the funny thing about podcasting and interviews is sometimes you know how you get a good feeling about somebody. I knew that I liked you and I knew there was a reason. And the reason is I am also an Illinoisan. So we have that in common. Awesome. Where did you hang out in Illinois? Where was your town? Yeah, mostly in the Southern Illinois area. I went to uh, University of Carbondale, SIU. I did too. No way. Oh my. What, what? Wow. (laughs) See, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) This story keeps getting more interesting. People are going to start talking about us. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have to know. So what, what was your favorite memory or thing about going to Southern Illinois? Well, I was actually a music major. So my favorite was actually going into Shryock Auditorium. I absolutely loved singing in that auditorium. I was a, um, not a vocal major, but my concentration in studies was in voice. My major was actually music business. I'm going to ask the same to you. What was your favorite part about your SIU experience? I will have to say going to the football and basketball games. You would think yeah. that actually going to college and graduating would be it, but no, it was <laughs> it was all the fun stuff. So, what did you major in? I majored in electronics, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's interesting because I mean today. Who really does what they do and, <laughs> and you know, like when they go to college, what are they really studying for? I mean, there's obviously a few people that follow that track, but podcasting, electrical, I don't know. There's probably some correlation there, right? <laughs> Somewhere in there. <laughs> That's actually a really good segue. You mentioned a couple of things when you were talking about how you moved from Illinois to Florida. You mentioned a little bit about timing. You talked about branding and positioning. So let's hit on those things a little bit more. Talk about timing and how important that is. Mm, Okay. Well, in what context? We could probably delve into the timing topic in a number of ways, but where do you want to go with this? And I will let you lead the way. Yeah. So you kind of mentioning how you had moved positions and come to find out about six months or so after moving, you found out that that position had been eliminated. So it's one of those things where had you waited maybe you wouldn't be where you are today, but you kind of had a sense of this was the right time. And so you kind of moved on that sense. So I guess just talk a little bit about in terms of business, 
how important it is to know when to move, when to stand still or when to do nothing, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate to go back on the whole, like to sound cliche when I say this, but I think it all boils down to really, truly trusting your gut and then understanding like the circumstance that you're in. Because at the time when I was bringing up that example, when I moved and the position I was leaving wasn't available in my new town, like I really took that as a sign of, okay, something's got to change. And if I would have just been gifted an opportunity to move into the comfortable thing, right, you know, move into from one state to the next, move into the same role, it would have stifled a lot of opportunity for me. And I, you know, at the time, I wasn't looking at it like that. I was really kind of playing the victim mentality and thinking, woe is me? Why is my job? Why am I not getting this opportunity? How come this isn't happening? And when I made that initial shift, when I said, you know what, like, what's the real lesson behind all this? And I started getting really inquisitive with how I wanted to let the story play out and maybe some opportunities. And I know I'm kind of being vague on this. I promise I will land this plane. But when I started getting really inquisitive about, well, like, what can I do to really take ownership of my situation? What are some other opportunities that I could be tapping into that I'm probably, if I were to stay in that same position, I wouldn't have had access to. So when I started getting inquisitive and really started following my own intuition and my gut, and then and then trusting the process, trusting that on the other side, there was probably going to be not the ideal thing, but it was going to be like the stepping stone that would lead to the ideal thing. Does that make any sense? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So taking kind of a step back, What's your superpower? <laughs> now, if I had to, obviously, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? So I think my superpower at the end of the day is the ability to connect the dots for people. So when I was in the retail space, it was always about the big brands that I'd represented in the retail world had always done a phenomenal job at marketing to that clientele to get them into the store. It was my job once they got into the store. And then I later trained associates to do this aspect and to train the associates to really listen to the client. But our job was to connect the dots for clients. If they needed a product that our company was advertising, we had to connect the dots. We had to let them steer them to that actual product those items that were going to solve the solution or solve the problem that they were looking for the solution for. In service-based world today, so I do a lot of coaching, consulting, workshop development training, really in that environment, it's all about listening to what either the clients that I'm working with or the peers that I'm aligning myself with or the strategic partners I'm aligning myself with to understand what they need and then being able to say, okay, what do I have in my bag of tricks that can support them? Is it a connection? Like, is it a physical person connection that I can put them in touch with? Is it a book or a podcast or a conference or something that's going to bridge the gap from where they are today to where they want to go? So connecting the dots and being able to understand that and listen in and provide that is definitely my superpower. So give us all the details on branding and positioning. Oh my gosh, how much time do we have? <laughs> We've got like 40 hours right now. I'm kidding. I'm Te- teach us about those things. <laughs> Give us some insight. Okay. 
So what would be really helpful? I mean, is there a particular idea that you have or maybe a specific question about branding or marketing that you want me to really dive into? Sort of your mindset. When you landed in Florida, obviously Mm -hmm. you had to brand yourself. You had to position yourself and you had to market. Kind of give us some insight on your approach. How did you think about where to even start? Okay, so this is actually a perfect, I've got a cool story. Can I share it? Of course. (laughs) All right. So one of the things, one of the challenges that I was having when I initially moved to Southwest Florida was that I had this impressive resume. I mean, you know, when I moved, I had about 11 years of retail experience under my belt, and I had been in various training capacities, management capacities, and whatnot. So I had a pretty impressive resume. So I, moving to this area, was pretty confident in my ability to say, okay, an employer's going to look at me and say, look, here's this woman, she's got all of these attributes, and yeah, we'll, we'll totally hire her. Well, after about six weeks of continuously pounding the pavement, turning my resume, filling out applications, and a hot job market, I mean, we were in time in 2005, we were in super hot, there was a lot of growth lot of opportunity here and I wasn't getting any callbacks. And I literally realized there's steak and shakes up in your neck of the woods, I'd imagine, right? Uh (laughs) Okay. Well, steak and shake and like, that was like the only thing in Florida that felt like comfort food to me because everything else seemed really foreign. So I remember hopping into steak and shake and drowning my sorrows in like a double chocolate milkshake. And it occurred to me in that moment that literally the major reason why I wasn't getting callbacks is because nobody knew me. And every opportunity I had landed in Illinois, every promotion or every like switch in my career happened because I knew somebody else. Like I knew somebody within that organization or that store and that company, and they knew what I was all about and they could vouch for my track record. So I had to get really serious about getting out there and positioning myself, not just on paper, but literally going out there, shaking hands, kissing babies. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs today, what ends up jacking them up is that they sit behind their computer and they expect that their words or even their, like their digital assets. So their audio and video, like that's the only thing that's going to be able to sustain their message. And that certainly supports it because I have all those things, right? I mean, I have a blog, I have a podcast, I have a video channel, but it only supports what I'm doing out in the trenches. And if our listeners today could really zero in on what I'm about ready to say, it's not about you looking two-dimensional. It's about people understanding who you are in the 3D side of things. So you get out from your computer, you going out there shaking hands building relationships with people that will potentially open up doors. And we could certainly expound upon this, but, you know, I can't stress how important it is to build those relationships in person. And again, you know, the branding elements of what you're doing online really supports what you're doing in person, but you've got to win it in person before you can ever truly sustain what you're trying to do in the online space. That makes sense? Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming. 
and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. So one of the things that I always like to try to get to is mindset, right? Because to me, business is one of those things where you can learn a lot of the practical thing, aspects of business, right? How to read Mm -hmm. a financial statement, what an income statement is, all that good stuff. But it's very, very difficult to understand how to think about things, right? How to position your mentality or your mindset. So in that same vein, how did you overcome this challenge? I know you mentioned you got out there, you shook hands, you kissed babies. But how do you (laughs) arrive there in terms of your mindset to, number one, realize that that's what you needed to do? And number two, actually get out there and do it. Like, how did you get to that place? Well, first of all, it started with literally somebody kicking me out of the house to go do it. My former husband at the time uh, insisted, you know, hey, look, you know, you have this opportunity. Somebody had invited me to a networking event because it was the only professional person I knew in Southwest Florida, aside from my immediate family, was the person that had built like the marketing director of the company that built our home you know, when I say built my home, it sounds very ostentatious. It wasn't. It was just like, you know, the home industry was booming at the time. This woman who was the marketing director of this company was like the only person I knew professionally. So she invited me to an event and I was really reluctant. I was really, it was easy for me to welcome people, talk to people when they were in my environment, going back into the resale space. If they walked in my storefront, I could pour on the charm. It was a totally different thing for me to go out So number one, I had to be invited. Number two, I had to do it. Like in my mind at the time, there wasn't another option. If I didn't go do it, then that just meant that I was going to be spending more time inside of my home, inside of my self-pity space. So not that I really hit rock bottom, but in a lot of ways, I was like, I don't have anything else to lose. Like, what more can I lose? I don't have employment. I really need to get out there and do something different than what I was already doing. And I think the other thing from a longevity standpoint is it's truly about like whatever we're fearful of. And I always quote this, a dear friend of mine actually said, everything is hard until you do it enough and then it becomes easy. So even if for our listeners who might be afraid to get out there and network, might be afraid to go build relationships with people that they're, you know, they don't really know, if you do it enough, if you do it consistently, if you are putting yourself into the practice of saying, you know what, I'm scared of it, but I'm going to go do it, then go do it. And there are a number of organizations out there like a chamber of commerce. Like that's the first thing I went to was like a chamber of commerce event. And all those people are super nice. I mean, they're all there to meet other people just like us. You know, they're all there to connect and not every group is created equal, but it's a way for you to start embracing those relationships and then find some sort of consistent schedule to go do those things so you're more comfortable with it in time. And that's how you really build up that mindset. I mean, through consistent action. Gotcha. Now, before I ask a little bit more about your business and what you do, Give me your number one and two keys to success. 
Number one key is surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. One of the things that I learned early on was I don't have all the answers. I only see it from my perspective. And if I start challenging myself to put myself in rooms where people are smarter, more intelligent, more wise, more advanced in their expertise or their experience, then I can learn so much from that experience and then have something to give people that are behind me, not in the sense of like, oh, they're behind me or beneath me, but like the people that are not as far ahead in the the professional path that I'm currently on, I can help them through that because somebody else helped me with it. Awesome. So tell us about your business. What do you do? Thank you for that. So I actually help business owners and service providers master the art of communication so they can find connect and convert more of their ideal clients. My sweet spot is really helping entrepreneurs, sales professionals that have a service-based thing that they're promoting, really help them zero in on what makes them stand out in the marketplace. Because chances are, a lot of our listeners today might be in an industry where there are a ton of other people that are doing a similar thing, (laughs) or they're offering a similar service. And so how do they stand out? How do they position themselves from a place of strength? And then how do they connect the dots or really position their it factor in front of the audiences that are truly meant to hear them? And I do that through private coaching. I provide a lot of workshop training. I'll even go into organizations and work with their workforce development or their sales teams to really help them master the art of communication. Very cool. How did you settle in on that as your business? Mm, That's a great question. You know, right before I launched my company in 2015, I was actually working in the Chamber of Commerce space. I mentioned that earlier. That was one of the things that was not, I don't want to say one of the things, it was really kind of the longevity thing that I did after I got out of retail was I actually accidentally stumbled into a Chamber of Commerce. And that's probably a whole nother story for another time. But In that role, as the essentially a membership director for our chamber, our members would come to us and they would literally express, okay, here's some of the things that we're trying to accomplish as it relates to business growth. How do we do it? And so my number one job was to make sure that people were getting connected to the resources and people that were going to help them grow based on their goals. And through that process, I did a lot of communicating, a lot of listening, not so much me communicating, but a lot of practicing the art of communication through listening. You know, people get in a lot of trouble because they know how to master the talking part. They just don't know how to master the listening part of communication. And so that really kind of led me to being in that industry for a number of years with the chamber. I had some personal changes happen in my world, all good stuff. But just some other epiphanies and ahas to my own personal development journey that I thought, you know what, I could really impact a bigger change in a thoughtful and a compelling way if I do this for myself. If I go out there, take the leap, didn't really have experience running a business per se, but I was always a part of running a business. Now I just do it. (laughs) Now I'm the head honcho of a big communication company, but that's where it initially started was just finding that passion and connecting with people and helping them communicate with confidence. It's amazing how that works, right? (laughs) Right. If you would have asked me 21 years ago when I started my career, if I would be doing this today, I would have been like, heck no. (laughs) But (laughs) you would have asked that girl at SIU, she would have said, "Mm, she's not having a business. That's not happening. (laughs) Quit playing. (laughs) What's also amazing 
is how fast time goes when you're having fun. <laughs> so yeah, right. we're at the end of our time together. But before I let you go, I wanted to draw out of you an actionable tip or step for the enterprisers, which is what I call my listeners, that they can use to improve their businesses today. Yeah. Well, it stems back to what I said earlier. I think if for a lot of our listeners today, if you're not feeling confident about going out there building relationships, one of the things that I constantly preach is you don't necessarily have to go out there and find new relationships. Start with the ones that you already know. Go out there the, to your existing, if you're trying to really enhance your professional network, one of the things that you can do is contact the five professional people in your existing network, just five of them a day, and literally ask them, ideally on the phone, but you can also do this in an email or Facebook Messenger or LinkedIn message, and ask them, hey, we haven't connected in a while, or hey, I'd love to reconnect and learn a little bit more about your focus, but what you're focusing on today and how I can support you. So it's just reaching out to the people you already know on a daily basis and just saying, how can I help you? What are you working on today? What is it that I can do to connect you with a resource that's going to help you? And if you would start by doing that and getting people on a phone call, even getting them in front of you, you know, over a cup of coffee or something. I mean, there's lots of ways that you can embrace that conversation and do it in a thoughtful way. Awesome. Awesome tip. How can people contact you or get in touch with you if they want to reach out and connect with you? Oh, thank you for that. So the easiest way to probably connect with me is over at thequeenofresults.com. And if you land on that page, if you go straight to my website, my lovely face is going to greet you there. And also a nifty cheat sheet, if you will, (laughs) of eight ways you can get your brand positioned in front of influencers and decision makers. So if they go to that website, thequeenofresults.com, they'll be able to access that download and get eight tips to help them get in front of decision makers and influencers. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Enterprisers, you heard Erica, go and get that. I am like I geek out over free stuff, so she's giving you (laughs) the goods. Golden nuggets, as I like to call them. Head on out, connect with Erica, and see what she's all about. Learn from her. Listen to the podcast. Take notes. We exist to add value to you guys, so please do take advantage of the awesome entrepreneurs, business owners that come on the show and share their knowledge, their experience, and their wisdom. Wise Man once told me that The highest level of wisdom is learning from others' experiences. So take advantage of this opportunities, guys, and email me. Let me know that what we're doing is adding value to your life and to your business because that's why I do what I do. It's because of you guys. And it's because of your support that we're here. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just appreciate your continued support. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.